Do it with passion or don't do it at all. Hey, hey, it's Brittany. And today I want to say good morning. And if I don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Name that movie. Okay, some of you are like, I have never seen a movie with anybody who just said that. (laughs) That's okay. Some of you may have instantly said, oh my gosh, that is from an old movie I used to watch all the time called The Truman Show. The Truman Show is a movie that came out in 1998 starring Jim Carrey. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. It's a really, really good movie. Basically what it's about is Truman, who was adopted as a baby by a television production company. And the reason that they adopted him is because they wanted to create a TV show around him where he didn't know he was in a TV show and everybody around him was part of it. They were all part of the crew, they were actors, and the reason they didn't want him to know he was on the show was because they wanted to capture real human emotion. They wanted to capture real life experiences. So they built this perfect life around Truman to create this 24-7 TV show that you could watch anytime and see a real life and a real person growing into who they are. Now, at first glance, his life really does seem perfect. He lives in a suburban neighborhood with a really nice house, really sweet neighbors, His wife is very pleasant, she cooks, she cleans, she wants to have a baby. He has a best friend that he does things with and he has a good job. The whole town is just a picture perfect place to live. But here's the thing, Truman spends the entire movie trying to find something more, longing for something more. You see, even though this TV production company wanted to build this perfect life to create this TV show of real life experiences, they didn't take into account that every single person on this earth has the desire to grow, has the desire to find the things in life that truly fulfill them. So why do I bring this up? This podcast is not about rating movies. (laughs) This episode is about organizing, planning, and setting goals. But cleaning out your closet or putting things down on a monthly planner, those things do not fulfill your life. I want you to understand that my goal in this episode is not to make you think you need to spend all of your time planning. My goal is hopefully that you can use these tools to have less stress in your life, be more organized so that you can have more time to do those things that you're truly passionate about and that do fulfill your life and give your life meaning. Think about this as a tool to do more with your family, to do more of those things that you love and to find the things that you truly are passionate about. All right, so now that we have our quick little disclaimer, I think we can pop this off and get it started. I want to start with a concept that I heard several months ago that, I'm not even kidding, changed my life. Own your day. Now, owning your day means getting the day started before the day gets started. Or at least that's how I take it. So instead of waking up at 8 or 9 o'clock and just kind of doing the day because the day started already, I'm going to get up at 5 or 6 o'clock so that I have 
the opportunity to get things done before the day gets started. It's a crazy concept, I know, but I just loved it. And I heard this at one of our company's conventions and it was big with a big group of people. Afterwards, I saw them all start posting on social media really early in the morning. Hey, I'm owning my day. I'm getting all this stuff done. Now, when I heard it at the convention, I thought, hmm, that's a really cool concept. But I didn't do anything with it. But I was so inspired by everybody else that really took that information, went home and made it happen that I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to try this. Here's the very, very first thing you need to do before you set a plan like this in motion. Find your reason why. Find the reason why you want to get up early and own your day. Because if you don't really have a reason why, maybe it's just, well, I just want to get up early, do all the things. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get up early and you're going to find probably 15 to 30 minutes worth of things to do. And then you're going to sit there twiddling your thumbs thinking, why did I do this? What was the purpose of me getting up early? And then you're not going to do it anymore. You're going to go back to bed and you're never going to wake up early again because you don't see the point. You don't have your reason why. Now, my reason why is before I had my son, I got all of my at-home work done when I got off work in the evenings. So I would go to work, come home, sit on my bed, watch Netflix, sit on the couch, and I'd do all the things I needed to get done so that I could stay on top of the things that needed to be done. After I had my son, well, now I have a toddler trying to type on my keyboards on my laptop and trying to pull things off my desk and throwing things at me and just being a wild child like typical Caden is. So I'm not able to get things done in the evening after work anymore. My reason why is that's a time of day where Caden is asleep and I just have me time and I have time to focus on those things that need to be done that I feel so overwhelmed with sometimes because there's no time in the day to do it. Once you find your reason why, you have to set a plan and put it out in the world. Don't just say in your head, okay, I'm gonna get up early, I'm gonna follow up on some emails, and then I'll go from there. Like I said, there's nowhere to go because you didn't set that plan in motion. So you're not gonna find any benefit to it. When I decided to do this, I actually created a morning agenda because I wanted to make sure that when I got up early, I made the most of that time that I was getting back. So I started it with some me time because that's something I don't really get a lot as a mom. (laughs) So it just starts with, hey, you know, for the first 15 minutes, let's just make a coffee, make some breakfast, sit there, enjoy the morning for a minute. And then, I have a checklist. Now I have a checklist for each day and then I have a checklist for the day of the week. Meaning the each day checklists are just things that I'm just going to follow down the list. Okay, check your emails. If there's anything I need to follow up with, let's do that. The next thing is, you know, check the agenda for the day. Make sure that you have everything scheduled. Make sure you know where you're supposed to be. Things like that. Then on the day of the week checklist, I have different things to focus on each day. So Monday, for example, I'm focusing on building a newsletter that I create within my job. 
And so it's only like a 15 minute increment that I'm working on that, 15 to 20 minutes. But if I'm doing it every Monday, I know that by the time it's ready to send out, it's done. Because I've been working on it as I go instead of, oh crap, this is due to, you know, tomorrow or next week, I've got to work on this for the next hour. No, I worked on it periodically and it made it a lot less stressful and it always gets done. Now on Tuesday, I focus on something different. So I spend that 15 to 20 minutes focusing on a different avenue that I think is really important that I can do in small increments and it helps me not get behind on those things. So whatever plan works for you, set it in motion, write it out on a piece of paper and really check off the list and say, okay, these are the things I wanna get done. I want to own my day. So I have to have a plan to make it happen. So own your day, people. I'm telling you, it really, really made a huge difference for me. Now, I also want you to remember that every week is a new opportunity. Everybody's going to have a different experience when they're doing something new. So while we're on the topic of waking up early, I'm going to tell you that I am not a morning person at all. Not even a little bit. I'm the kind of person that could easily sleep till noon on a Saturday. Easily. Now my kid kind of stopped that from happening a long time ago. But if he wasn't around, I could do it. So when I decided to wake up early, I thought I was going to have a really, really hard time with it. I actually didn't. I think the reason I didn't was because I was really excited to set my plan in motion because I spent time on it, you know? I really spent, you know, probably an hour one day writing out all the things I wanted to start doing at 5 a.m. And I think that that was exciting and new for me. And I thought, wow, I'm going to be so on top of things. So I was actually looking forward to waking up in the morning. Not everybody's going to have that experience. Some of you are going to say, okay, this Monday, I'm going to start waking up at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I'm going to own my day. And then Monday comes around and you hit that snooze button. It is okay. It's going to happen. Every week is a new opportunity. If you're not able to do it today, start tomorrow. If you're not able to start tomorrow, start next week, but just start. Find a time and get it going And every day. You know, maybe you have to set some small milestone goals to say, well, I usually wake up at eight, so tomorrow I'm gonna wake up at 7.30. Next week I'll wake up at seven. Next week I'll wake up at 6.30 and so on until you reach that goal. But don't get down and out if you're not able to do it immediately. Now, I will tell you that even though I had a really easy time starting it, something happened right in the middle that kind of made it more challenging. And that thing was Christmas break. Yep, over Christmas, I had some time off. And during that time off, I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to take a break from getting up early. I'm going to enjoy my days off. I'm going to sleep in a little bit. And then when I go back to work, I'll get right back to it. Well, the problem was, is I had already been doing my morning routine for a while. I definitely developed a habit, but the excitement was gone from the beginning. So when I slept in for a week straight (laughs) and I went back to work saying, okay, I'm going to start waking up at five o'clock again. Yeah, that didn't happen. I wasn't excited to get up. I was enjoying sleeping in every day. 
So I had a hard time getting back to that schedule after the fact. And, you know, after, you know, working on that for a couple of weeks, I actually made the decision to wake up a little bit later. And it wasn't that I was taking things away from my agenda. I was just simply restructuring my agenda, thinking about how, you know what, I need that extra 30 minutes of sleep. So instead of five o'clock, I'm gonna wake up at 5.30. If I have everything pretty well done the night before, I'll sleep until six. I just kind of reworked my plan to work a little bit better with me now that I don't have that excitement of starting it from the beginning. Now, if one day I decide I need that extra 30 minutes back, I'll make it happen. But right now, I'm basically compromising with myself. Right now I'm having an internal battle and the compromise is, okay, we're gonna sleep in 30 minutes later and if you're able to get X, Y, and Z done, you can sleep in even later, but only if those things get done. So I'm pretty strict with myself on that game plan and it works really well. So think about not only setting plans in motion, but when they don't work, Don't immediately give up. Think of a compromise. Think of a way that you can make it work. And remember that every week is a new opportunity. Now when we talk about setting goals, it's not just goals of owning your day. It's about the things that you want to accomplish. Now there are things that I want to accomplish on a daily basis, a weekly basis, and even a monthly and quarterly basis. There are things that I want to accomplish for the whole year. Whenever we set goals, think about how we can set those goals in increments so that we can really keep track of what's happening and move forward when we have challenges. If you've never heard of the happy planner, I 10 out of 10 recommend. Basically what it is is you can buy a lot of different customized um, sheets to put in your planner. If you like cooking, you can get recipe cards that you can put in there and everything has this special little hole punch. So you can punch all your pages and they literally just go into your planner. They can pull out, they can go back in. I mean, it's a really cool concept. Now, one thing that I like to do is completely customize my planner. So I actually create all of my pages on an app called Bazart, and it just allows me to get the things on there that I think are important. Now, when I first did this, I did it all myself because I wanted it to be a specific theme, I wanted it to be cute. But then after I started using it, I realized I put in all this work to make it cute, but I didn't really put in the right work to make it functional. There was a lot of things missing from the planner I was using before. And so when I recreated the pages for my Q1 calendar, I thought about the things that were really important that I needed to keep track of. I needed to have its own little space so that I could check it off the list every week, every month, every quarter, every, you know, for the year to make sure that things got done. My planner, the layout is on the right side are my days of the week, and on my left side are all those things I need to check off for the week. So I have a section for my grocery list and my meal planning list, so I can figure out, okay, these are the things that I want to order this week because these are the meals that I plan to cook. And I order my groceries every week. I have them delivered, and I know people tell me, Brittany, it is so much cheaper, just go to the store yourself. Listen, 
I have a problem because I go into Target and I go into Walmart with a list of 20 items and I come out with 56 things. So I know I'm not the only one who has this problem, but I'm telling you that for me, ordering my groceries and having them delivered on a weekly basis with a plan of what I'm gonna cook has saved me a ton of money. I used to be a once a month grocery shopper and I would spend like three to $400 on groceries. And then I wouldn't use half the, the food because I didn't know what I was gonna make with it. I just picked up random stuff. I would buy stuff that would end up expiring before I was able to use it because again, never had a plan. I would forget about half the stuff I purchased and then I would end up having to go back to the grocery store when I did want to cook something because I didn't have the things I needed and nine times out of ten we ate out. So again, for me, this has been a game changer. In addition to my grocery list, my meal planning area, I have a spot just for follow-up emails, calls, anything that I need to write down that I need to remember, hey, I need to reach out to this person because that's probably my biggest flaw in life. I forget who I need to call or who I need to email or what I need to say on that specific week. If I don't write it down, it isn't gonna happen. So that's a really cool spot. I also have an area for Caden um, and that's where I set goals for him. So right now we're working on potty training um, it's an introduction to potty training. We're not full on doing it, but it's just kind of a plan to try to sit him on the potty, you know, get him used to that. We also have, um, you know, pediatrician told us his vocabulary should be a little bit bigger. So I put on there, okay, one word at a time, you know, just to keep my mind on, hey, these are the things that are important right now for Caden. And I also write down any events or fun things that are happening at his daycare things that I need to remember, doctor's appointments, all that good stuff. And then I have an area for my work, some things that I do for work so that I make sure all that gets done. And then I have a social media spot because that's something that I am in charge of. Um, so I make sure that I have a game plan. These are four things that I wanna post this week. You know, just ideas. Having that kind of plan for the week, I'm able to really execute things and everything has a checkbox. So at the end of the week, I go back and look at it. And my goal is to have every box checked off. If it's not, guess what? On Sunday, we're doing it. We're getting it done because Monday is a fresh start. Every week is a new beginning. That's kind of the weekly plan, right? But then I have monthly checklists. Having some sort of a monthly checklist of things that you don't necessarily need to do every week, but you need to focus on at least once a month. Now this doesn't always have to be work related or cleaning or anything that, you know, like that, that you need to get done. It could be, hey, once a month, we're gonna have a movie night. Or hey, once a month, we're gonna go out to dinner at a really nice restaurant, the whole family. Just putting things in there that you really wanna make sure that every month you get done. So just like the weekly plan, you have the check boxes. So throughout the month, as you do the items on that checklist, you check it off. And at the end of the month, if those things aren't done, we're crash coursing it. We're going to the movie, we're going to dinner, we're cleaning the closets, we're cleaning the car, we're doing all the things. Because every month is a new beginning, a fresh start. Now for the quarter, same concept. If there's things that you wanna get done in a quarter basis, um, we work in quarters a lot with my job, so I have a lot of quarterly goals. And then again, for the year. I know that that seems so long term, but basically what this is is small milestone goals 
to get you to the big goals that you want to reach at the end of the year. In addition to setting goals in increments, which is what I call it when we go from daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly to yearly, you also have to reflect. So at the end of each month, I have a page in my planner that says successes, opportunities, ways forward. So this is an opportunity for me to say, okay, what were some things that went really, really great this month? Now, I actually just did this for the month of January. I had some awesome successes, you know? Um, Caden grew his vocabulary, that was awesome. I made some really good success stories at work happen, you know? And so I'm writing these things down and it makes me feel really, really good that, hey, I accomplished a lot this month. Then on opportunities, I wanna write down some of the things that I struggled with. So. For me, some of the things that I had a challenge with was my son's bedtime routine. It was trash. <laughs> it was not going good. So, um, you know, I wrote that down. Like, that wasn't working out. Um, also, I forgot to do a couple of things that I planned to do at the beginning of the month. Completely slipped my mind. So I wrote some of those things down that, hey, these were things I really wanted to do, but I haven't got around to it. And then under ways forward, I'm gonna write down the things that I'm gonna do to make those opportunities happen this month. We're gonna switch up the bedtime routine. We're gonna try something that's a little bit easier for us. I'm going to write down those things that I didn't get done on the days that they need to be done so it's more top of mind and I can focus on that and make sure that I get all of those great ideas out there. Whatever it is, it's okay to have opportunities. It's okay to not get the things done that you planned. If you had a New Year's resolution and you haven't started yet, that's okay. It's the end of the month. Write down those ways forward. Find a new game plan. Because every single week, every single month, every single quarter, and honestly every single year is a new opportunity to be a better you. So what if you decided to make a change next week? The first step would be, again, finding your reason why. What is your reason why? What is that thing you feel like you're lacking? What is that thing you feel like you need to do to create a better life? Now, if this doesn't always have to be something work-related. You might wake up an hour earlier every day just to spend some time watching your favorite Netflix show without any interruptions. That's fine. Whatever it is that you need, find your reason why and then write that plan out. Put that plan into motion, put it out in the world. Don't just keep it buried up inside of you because when you put it on paper or when you say it out loud to somebody, you're so much more likely to make it happen. As you build those plans and those goals, remember to think of them in increments. So small milestone goals to get to that big goal you wanna to get to. Whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, or for the whole year, Make sure that you have a plan to track it along the way and look at those successes, opportunities, and ways forward. Just remember that if you aren't able to reach that goal or if you don't quite put that plan in motion when you plan to, it's okay. Don't feel bad starting next week. Don't feel bad starting tomorrow instead of today if you need that extra time. And don't feel bad compromising with yourself. Remember that perfection is not what creates a beautiful life. 
But planning, organizing, and setting goals can help give us less stress and put us in a place where we do have time to find those things that we're passionate about and do the things that we truly love and that fulfill us. Stop talking about it. Let's do it, guys. Let's really find our reason why, set a plan into action, and make amazing things happen this week because you are all truly amazing and deserve amazing lives. I want to thank you all again for listening to this episode of the DWP Podcast. I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday. We're going to be talking about recognition and how recognizing people for any work that they do can really truly help them build passion in the things that they love. So let's hear some really great awesome tips about recognizing the people that are important to us in our lives and that we want to see grow. And until I see you again, do it with passion or don't do it at all.